welcome back to the Glass Seeds Podcast. This is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. This is Vidi. My name is Mernal, and this week we are moving on in our previews, and we're moving in a weasterly direction. Weast? Weast. Okay. All right. <laughs> For all you SpongeBob fans. Um, so we're starting with the Central Division, our mm-hmm. first Western Conference Division. Yep. Uh, recap on how we do these previews. We're going to talk about each team. Each team is going to get placed into one of four ranks, contender, playoffs, fringe, or lottery teams. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we'll give our one to eight prediction of the division. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's start in the desert. Mm-hmm. Arizona Coyotes. Last. Yeah. <laughs> last. Easily last. <laughs> lottery. I'm but sorry. I, I will argue, like, I feel kind of dumb talking about this team in the sense of anything other than the fact that they don't have a place to play. Like, what? like just they're homeless. Yeah, like what's the point of talking about oh this player versus that player when like this team might not exist. This yeah. team might not exist. It might get moved. Yeah. Like, what does it matter? Yeah. And like I even the team like I looked at it after this uh, season, they don't have a single defenseman under contract. Oh, all six of their defensemen are expiring this year. So they they are preparing for doomsday. It sounds like. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> can you even prepare? Remember last episode? I think it was last episode. We were talking about, um, I think it was Philadelphia. And we're like, what the hell is the plan here? That's, this is that on steroids. Yeah. But like, so. you know, if we talked about this in a few ep- previous episodes, but to just kind of recap why we're talking about this. Currently, the Arizona Coyotes share an arena with Arizona State University. Mm-hmm. Nobody's happy about this. It's a very tiny arena. Yeah. And um, especially the traveling team, the away teams. Yeah, the away teams. Like they don't have, it's not an NHL level facility. No. Bottom line. And um, their whole plan was to build a new entertainment district in Tempe, Arizona. And that's where they were going to play. That got voted down by city council. And they are currently still trying to find a place to play. Yeah. So, I mean, we can sit here, we can talk about how they added Matt Dumba, Sean Dursey, all these other players, mm-hmm. Alex Kerfoot. Most of these seem like cap casualties from other teams, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really matter outside of the fact that they need a place to play. No, this is, I, yeah, I, I don't even know why we're discussing this. Like, this team is one, gonna end up last in the, in the central division, yeah. and two, they might end up worse than last. <laughs> let's in two seasons. Let's see if we're even talking about the Coyotes. So if you if you're interested in buying a Coyotes jersey, I would probably do it now. Yeah, like what this team's gonna make the playoffs, playing the playoffs in Arizona State University. Yeah, like that's so just, sad. Yeah, if they do, that's even a worse look on the league. Yeah, right. Like and yeah, I don't think they have the skill to do it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this is a this is not just a lottery team. This is a team that just straight up might not exist in a few years. Sorry, yeah. Arizona fans. That's not even us being harsh. That's yeah, it's not looking great. Like, um, I was listening to uh, the 32 Thoughts broadcast with Elliot Friedman, mm-hmm. and their thing was just saying the shadow of Salt Lake City looms large over Arizona. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think Utah would do great with a team, but for whatever reason, Gary Bettman is insistent on having two teams in the desert when there's already one wildly successful one. Yeah, and that's the, it's the new one. It's the new one. Arizona's like, been there for please more than a decade. Move the team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much money do you want to lose on the whatever? Anyway. So decision. Yeah. Lottery team. They're going to be last in the division. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, one of the more interesting teams, mm-hmm. Chicago Blackhawks. So I, in terms of my like notes and ranking here, I, I put kind of an asterisk and right now I have them ranked as sixth and sixth as if Bedard goes off fringe team. 
Super hot take, probably. Um, yeah, if Bedard goes I, off fringe. I think that's pretty hard, hot. Uh, yeah, otherwise, lottery team below even St. Louis. And I had St. Louis 7th, but we'll get to that. Wow, that's a big range. Yeah. So I have Chicago 5th mm-hmm. as a lottery team. Okay. Um, and you're right that the most interesting story here is Connor Bedard, first overall pick this year. Yeah. Um, what's he going to play like, yeah. right? But, you know, think about the fact that both Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are no longer playing on this team. Yes, but Taylor Hall also joined this team. I think Hall and Bedard could do some serious damage together. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Chicago's trying to be come back for a real while, but, like, I think this is the true change of an era, right? Yes, No definitely. Kane, no Taves. Yeah, Crawford's gone. Yeah, all those big all guys. The, Hosug, the, those yeah. two were the last of the, the cup-winning team. Yeah, right. this so, is a definitely new era Blackhawks. Yeah, and some of these names, like... Taylor Hall, Corey Perry. Um, I think these are bridge people, right? Yeah. They're not going to be... When Chicago is back to contending, I don't expect those players to be there. No. They're there for now to support Connor Bedard and mm-hmm. whoever else their new um, core ends up being, Yeah, right? Like, just look at the list of prospects that they're expected to play. Outside of Bedard, uh, Alex Vlasic, Philip Roos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting these projections from Cap Friendly. So Cap Friendly has them as potentially playing at some time this season. There's a lot of turnover here. Mm-hmm. So I think you're right in saying that it's hard to guess, but I don't see them making the playoffs this year. I think when you have such a big change of an era, it takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I somewhat disagree with that is because we saw it with the Austin Matthews era in Toronto. I mean, Toronto was bad for how long? And then the first year they had Matthews, they made the playoffs. Nobody was expecting it. Sure, they like didn't do well, but mm-hmm. you know, like nobody expected them to even get close to the playoffs. And they did. And Bedard is in that, you know, conversation with Matthews, McDavid, Crosby, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's why I, I'm just not ready to write him off just yet. I, Bedard has that potential to at least take this team to the playoffs. Are they going to do damage in the playoffs? Absolutely not. Okay. But, yeah. but I, I'm not ready to write him off entirely yet. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, you know, I will say that Austin Matthews didn't do that alone. They brought in Marner and Elander with him. This is true, yeah. So I don't think Chicago has those level of players yet mm-hmm. but um yeah it's getting there like peter morazic nikita zaitsev these are other players they've added these yeah. are to tide it over I yeah think. yeah definitely i mean and hopefully this is also more so than anything hopefully this is a growing year for bedard in chicago you know yeah. like that's the amount of pressure that's already like on this kid like considering that taze and, and kane are gone like he is literally his first year is the new start of a original six era that just won whatever three and six you know yeah and he's immediately going to be compared to matthews mcdavid immediately like we're we're on this podcast the season hasn't started it's september and we're already talking about it yeah he hasn't played a game yet yeah he hasn't stepped foot on nhl ice like in a actual game but yeah here we are still talking about it even in the preseason whatever his first game is that preseason game is probably gonna be sold out yeah so yeah take that with you whatever you will but like i don't know it's just honestly if he wins the calder i think the season's a win for chicago i think so too yeah Yeah. i this team is not doing anything in the playoffs if they even make it so take what you can have some hope for the future that's the best you can get but uh yeah that being said sixth if if bedard goes off sixth in the division um otherwise seventh okay i have him fifth as a lottery team got it okay moving on to colorado Mm -hmm. do you think they still have another cup run in them so this team has already been kind of uh struck down with injuries let's say uh i believe landis cog is confirmed out for the entire year Mm -hmm. um 
And because of that, I, I do still have him pretty high up in, in the rankings. I have him second and making the playoffs. Um, the only reason I don't have him as a cup contender is purely because of these injuries. And okay. yeah, I, injuries killed him last year. And they still like finished first in the division last year. But um, yeah, in, injuries hurt him a lot. You know, so I, it's really hard to say right now. I'm going to have to disagree. Okay. I have him first in the division. This is a cup contender. Still. Yeah. Okay. Because, yes, you, yes, Landis Gog is going to be out. They have some big losses like JT Comfer um, coming out, Eric Johnson on defense coming out. But look at who they added. Ryan Johansson, Ross Colton, Jonathan Drouin. Those are big ads. Don't you think they're big ads. able to replace that production that they yeah. lost to injuries? Yeah. I mean... We will see. It, uh, Drew Ann didn't have a great time in Montreal, it didn't seem like. Yeah, uh, he, but he, he, was you know he has it in him. Yeah, he was very good in Tampa. He just had an attitude problem. And, um, you know, like, let's see. Sometimes all it takes is a change of scenery mm-hmm. for a player to just reignite again. And, you know, look at that center line of McKinnon, Ryan Johansson, Ross Colton. Yeah, crazy. That's, <laughs> That's a pretty good center line. That is crazy, yeah. So um, You said you had them first in the division. I have them first in the division. I don't think anyone can beat this team. The only team that comes close is Dallas, mm-hmm. but I have Colorado ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have quite a few contracts expiring this season. Devon Taves is a big one that um, will need a new contract or probably will have to play somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think this team still has another run in them, mm-hmm. but I think the window's closing fast. Yes. So I do have them as a contender, at least for the season. Okay, cool. Yeah, I... So I have I have them as playoffs, but if assuming they stay healthy, then yeah, cup contender for sure. All right, all right. Moving on to Dallas. Yeah, this is the other strong team in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They had Jason Robertson leading the team by a large margin. Yes. Uh, you know, you're expecting him to get better. Uh, they have extensions for Dadenov, Delandria, Hanley. Quite a few contracts expiring this season. Um, they have a big addition in Matt Duchesne, who will be probably centering the second line, maybe the first line. Mm-hmm. So um, I have this team as a playoff team, but not quite a contender. I, yeah, okay. So we're the opposite with Dallas and Colorado. I have them first in the division, cup contender. Yeah. And um, because, like you said, Matt Duchesne, I, I still am trying to wrap my head around why Nashville decided to discard one of their top five scorers. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond me and now he's going to one of the strongest teams in the division in my opinion the strongest team um i think what may have killed them in the playoffs dallas um is they won the whole jamie ben like not showing up when it needed to or kind of disappearing when it needed to but a lot of teams a lot of players on that team just not stepping up the way they should have i thought robertson was a little bit silent and given it was a little bit like early in, in his playoff career, mm-hmm. I think they'll figure it out this time around. I think they just needed to get somewhere and then they'll figure it out a little bit more. So let's see. Yeah. With Robertson having such a big breakout season, I think this was probably the first time in the playoffs he was like targeted as yes. this is the guy we need to shut down. Yes. So I think dealing with that and you're going to expect their young players to get better. Like I Rupe hints, um, Robertson himself, mm-hmm. uh, high is so good in the back end. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then they have a Ottinger in net. Yeah. Who's so good. Yeah. So they have the trifecta center defenseman goalie. Mm. So, um, I expect them to be good, but I don't quite see them beating out Colorado just yet. So I have them as a playoff and I expect if they make the playoffs, they'll probably make it second round, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on when they meet Colorado. Dallas and Colorado is a playoff series. I really want to see. 
Yeah, and I I expect them to be in some order the one two in the division. Got it. Okay. You know. Yeah. So those those sound interchangeable. So okay. That'll be a, probably a second round matchup. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna be the one to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. So I have them second playoff team. I have them first cup contender. But <laughs> like we said, those could easily be swapped around with Colorado. Yeah. I think you're uh, just hoping Pavelski gets his cup. I yeah, I'm so biased. I that man deserves that cup more than anything. But yeah. you know, der- deserves doesn't mean anything. So I think uh, for those of you listening to this first time, I think Pavelski is Vidi's favorite player of all time. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Is. I'm. I will openly admit that he is my favorite <laughs> player of all time. So, all right, moving on to the uh, Minnesota Wild. It's not really mm. that wild. Not yeah, a very middle of the pack team in my opinion. Um, I have them. I have them as a playoff team, uh, third in the division. Um, I I don't see this team doing damage in the playoffs. If I'm going to be totally honest, mm-hmm. so I mean, this is the Minnesota Wild. They haven't really done anything different. I no. expect the standard from them. Yeah, first or second round exit. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm like. I think everyone's. They're just. If you're a Minnesota fan, you should be happy that they're at least making the playoffs now. But at the same time, you should be very frustrated that they're like, "Oh God, we made the playoffs." Have a good good offseason, guys. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. Just do something with it. I don't know what's going on with their decor. They <laughs> lost Dumba and Klingberg and mm-hmm. didn't add any defensemen. Yeah. So, I uh, yeah. The, in general, the additions uh, additions was Patrick Maroon. About yeah. That's about it. Yeah. So I I, I don't know this. Yeah, they they seem fine being a playoff team and just getting bounced early. It sounds like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't change much, so they, I don't expect anything different. Yeah, I was like, like I, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what to talk about here. They're about the same team as last yeah. year. <laughs> they what, went out in the first round last year. Yeah, yeah, expect, to Dallas. I expect yeah. the same. They'll yeah. meet Colorado or Dallas in the first round and two games maybe. Yeah, yeah, and then so. that's about it. So. Yeah, oh, sorry, <laughs> we don't have anything better. The team's about the same as last yeah. year. So I have them fourth fringe team. Yeah, third playoff team. I I think they'll make it just because the central is wildly variant in terms of like what's a what's making the playoffs and what's not. But yeah, mm-hmm. I I don't expect this team to do damage. Nashville Predators. Nashville Predators. Like you said, uh, they got lost some center depth. Yeah, Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, both gone. Yeah, but they bring in big boy Ryan O'Reilly. Yes, that's a big ad. That's the only reason I haven't completely written them off. Yeah, and on D they bring in Luke Shen. Gustav Nyquist. Mm-hmm. Like, I know this team is like kind of rebuilding, yeah. but they're getting some good players in here. Yeah. This is um, so I wrote this team as a a low fringe team, um, like barely like maybe wildcard two position if they make it, mm-hmm. uh, fifth in division. Um uh, yeah, just because Ryan O'Reilly, like you said, is a big ad, and I'm not ready to write them off just yet. Sure, they've lost still again, still trying to understand why they got rid of Deshane. Um Shane and foot and you know Johansson's going to Colorado but I I don't know I I'm just not ready to write this team off just yet but that yeah. being said even if they make the playoffs that this is a team that's ma- winning one two games unless they just come out of the blue and you know pull Florida Panthers and go far but mm-hmm. I, I don't expect it so you know I wrote this team third in the division but I put them as fringe because what I'm expecting wow. is when we get to the Pacific I'm expecting five teams from the Pacific to make it three from the Central I see which okay. means if Dallas and Colorado are in then there's only one spot left and I expect Nashville and Minnesota to be to fight, fight for, for that last spot got it so um with those that out of the way they do have the the trifecta mm-hmm. they have a center in Ryan O'Reilly <clears throat> top line center mm-hmm. top defenseman in Roman Yossi 
and a starting goalie who's uh who's a soros mm-hmm. so yeah they still their goalie situation yeah, is pretty good like even if they are rebuilding they're not quite bottoming out yeah so i i expect this team to be decent you yeah. know middle of the pack team they might make the playoffs i think they'll be fighting minnesota for it um I don't yeah. even think this is a team that needs to fully rebuild, to be totally honest. No, this is like what they say, the retool. Yeah. This is like the a retool. Yeah. This is a perfect example of a retool team. Yeah. So a core of like Ryan O'Reilly, Roman Yossi, Ryan McDonough, Jose Saros, like mm-hmm. that's a decent core you could build around. It's yeah. not the youngest core and they will need to get some Speed. youth in there in a couple seasons, but you can do that. Yeah. It's doable. Yeah. So the thing is, even if this team uh, doesn't make the playoffs, Sure, they don't have like a super high lottery chance, but you know they still have a lottery chance. Yeah, and I, I I'm not knowledgeable enough in, in terms of next year's draft or the year after to see how stacked it is. But I mean, it's not not to say that you know the top three picks aren't always the best picks. Look at Kale McCarr, for example. Yeah. So, and I would like to note they right now have almost eight million in projected cap space. Yeah, they've got a lot. They, they have room do. to make some moves. Yes. And Barry Trotz is in there first year as GM. True. Yeah. You, you'd expect him to do something. Yeah. So we could see something out of Nashville. Yeah. But yeah. I think this is a middle of the division team. Yeah. Third the, place. The good thing is a little side tangent. The good thing is um, Nashville has always been in terms of management. I think a very intelligent team. Yes. I think this is the first year without uh, David Boyle. Yes. Um, and even then he was a very like smart GM. I think a very yeah. calculated GM. Um, and I think passing it off to Barry Trotz is like a perfect segue. You know, I, mm-hmm. I the dude is, both of them are very like, yeah, methodical in, in what they're doing. Um, and I think it's going to help them become a team better, faster than, than we expect. Like, again, like you said, a retool, not a rebuild. Yes. So I agree. I'm excited to see how this goes. Um, even if they don't make the playoffs, I, I don't think Nashville has anything to hang their heads about. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is a team that could... When was it they went to the cup final? 18? 17. 17. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll be back to that strength in like sooner than we expect. Yeah, I'm putting them fringe this year, but if they manage their cap space right, they could easily be playoff team next year. Absolutely. I completely agree. So, yeah, if you're a Nashville fan, whatever happens, you should be happy. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't hang your head about anything. And they're a fun team to watch. They're a fun team. Yeah. yeah. So, um, moving on here. St. Louis Blues. Yeah. Not great. This is, uh, I don't know what to expect from the Blues. I have them seventh in division. I, yeah. I think the glory days of Jordan Bennington being Dominic Hasek are gone. Yeah. Long like, gone. The thing is, um, they won that cup off of Jordan Bennington, who yes. has not put that type of season together again. No, I still cannot believe he didn't win Con Smythe. That yeah. means they remember when they were last in January and fighting each other in practice. Yeah. And he showed up and, and th- was yeah. basically Jesus and saved the team. Yeah. Where was his consmite? Whatever. Ryan O'Reilly deserved it too, but I think Jordan Spinnington deserved it more. Yeah. I mean, I digress. Side tangent with every cup winning team, there are multiple people who could win a consmite. I just think Bennington actually deserved it. He yeah. saved that franchise that season. Um, but yeah, he hasn't had that same type of success since. And um, not just that, it seems like the outbursts are really getting to his head. Yeah, that too. He's not really endeared himself he's to not hockey composed. fans outside of St. Louis. No, he's not composed at all. And as a goalie, not a good look. Someone should just fight him and get it over with. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Flurry try? Flurry tried, and then the refs got in the way. <sighs> if anyone was going to fight him, it was going to be Flurry, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been. I would have loved to see that. Yeah, but um, it's not just Spinnington, right? Like yeah. Petrangelo's gone. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly's gone. 
this is not that team anymore. No. This is a rebuilding team. Yes. So I agree. Seventh in the division. They'd be last if it wasn't for Arizona. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, this is a lottery team. Yeah. And again, they they got their cup. I don't know if they should. There's nothing they can really hang their heads about. This is just mm-hmm. part of the life cycle. Yeah. And they didn't really do much. Like, they added in Kevin Hayes and Oscar Sundquist. Yeah. It's, it's just pieces. Yeah. The, those are depth pieces. I think, yeah. So. I yeah, I expect them to be in the lottery and I expect them to start getting in some youth with um they already have a few young players, yeah. but getting in some support for them. Yeah, agreed. So something the lottery, uh or something in the division lottery team, but mm-hmm. yeah, not not much to expect. Just enjoy the season, I guess. Yep. So all right. Last team in the central, Winnipeg Jets. This is an interesting I had a hard time. This is probably the team I had a hardest time placing. Um so naturally, I uh, went the coward's way out and put him directly in the center, fourth, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> in in a fringe position because they did they did make the playoffs. They didn't do any damage at all. Uh, I think maybe they were a wild card team, um, but yeah, they they went out pretty quickly. Last yeah, first season. round to Vegas. Yeah, went out very quickly. Um, and uh, they, I yeah, I the division is. Not a strong one. Central's not super strong. Um, but and they've also lost a couple of key players with, you know, Luke Dubois, pure Luke Dubois, uh, Blake Wheeler. Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones, at least. Yeah. And sure, they have, you know, Laurent Brossois in, in that. And, you know, they got they got some reinforcement, but I don't know. I just and they've got a lot of big contracts expiring. I I don't know. Connor Hellbuck is another one we didn't even talk about. Like yeah, like this is a big thing with Winnipeg is do they blow it up or not? I feel like they should. And we've been like asking this question for months now. Yes, like probably since like mid last season, right? Mm-hmm. Do they blow it up or not? So the the only one thing I'm almost certain about is this is their last season to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think if they make the playoff, I have them as a fringe team. Um, I think if they wanted to make the playoffs, they could. Do I think that's a smart decision? No, I think they should get a restart on their or head start on their rebuild. Yeah. So, so when I made my notes, I was under the assumption that Connor Hellebuck was going to be out at some point. Yeah. So I put them as a lottery team. That's probably, yeah, that's smart. Um, but a few days before we were recording this, Elliot Freeman's reporting, maybe not. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll work it out. Oh, like uh, Hellebuck gone before the season starts. Or sometime mid-season. Okay. Which, either way, I think if Hellebuck goes, this team's done. Yes. Absolutely, um, yeah. But there, Elliot Friedman's reporting that maybe they'll work it out mm-hmm. and he'll stay. Mm-hmm. So now it might be better to put him in a fringe team, like you were saying. Yeah. But I have him as lottery and, you know, there's also questions about does Mark Shifley stay? Because yeah. if they blow it up, then there's no point keeping Shifley. No. There's no point keeping, like, Kyle Connor. I, I, from, I don't know. If I'm a Winnipeg fan, I'm hoping they blow it up. They yeah. just need just blow it up early. Like get a head start on your rebuild. Don't do what San Jose did, for example. Yeah, um, just keep dragging it. Yeah, because now you're really at the bottom. And yeah, you're like truly at the bottom. And at this point, you you have some big assets to leverage, and that trade deadline could be, as a Winnipeg fan, probably the number one thing you're either having anxiety about or looking forward to. Yeah, like if you decide to blow it up, having Mark Shifley available at the trade deadline and Hellebuck and Hellebuck. Jeez. Are you kidding me? That's like, those are huge. Because people at the GMs at the trade deadline are willing to pay out the ass because yeah. they're just like, it's it's basically Black Friday, right? For them. Like, they're just trying to get the best deal possible and mm-hmm. they're just trying to get anything at that point. 
look at the Rangers last year. Like, oh man, uh, yeah. If I'm Winnipeg, I'm kind of competing and then yeah. like selling hard at the deadline and like not taking any sort of you know. I, I'm not showing any mercy to any GM. Yeah, so. like look at the list of contracts expiring this this season. Yeah, those would all make great deadline rentals. Even like yeah, even like Nita Ryder, um, Dylan, um, Logan Stanley. Yeah, these are all players that teams will want for depth. Yes, and yeah. because they're all expiring this season, you can retain on at least three of them. Yeah, then the, the, the amount of upside. I, I don't know. I. Winnipeg can make the playoffs. That's the point I'm trying to make. I don't think they should. I think they should absolutely leverage the shit out of these players. And, you know, if you're going to blow it up, this is the right time to blow yes, it up. Yes, yes. If you're going to commit, then you're committing for the next, what, two, three years at least. Yeah. And right. I think as if they make the playoffs this year, all these, a lot of these players are going to walk. Let's be, we know they're going to walk. Um, mm-hmm. And now you're probably maybe two seasons behind on your rebuild. And you didn't get any assets. And, you d- and you're not making damage in the playoffs. What yeah. the hell do you have to lose? And so. you didn't get any assets for these players. Yes. When, because they walked instead yeah. of you trading them, right? Yeah. So I, I think this is... Sure, you can make the playoffs, and that's why I have them as a fringe team. I don't think it's a smart decision, though. Yeah. We'll see. It's yeah. up to Mr. Shovel Day off. Yeah. Whatever he wants to do. Yeah. But um, if you're going to blow it up, this is the time. This is the time, yeah. That wraps up the Central Division. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this division overall? Um... Dallas and Colorado are titans. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, or some of them are, they have the possibility to have very good rebuilds. Um, and, you know, assuming they leverage their cap and, and players and contracts correctly, like Winnipeg, uh, Nashville. Uh, Minnesota's just kind of there, <laughs> yeah. I guess, because they didn't really do anything. Um, but the, the rest of them are, are more or less rebuild teams. Yeah, so, I, I'd say this is the weakest division. I, I'm not going to go that far. I think Pacific is worse, but I think this is a very really? good division. Yeah. Ooh, Pacific episode should be interesting. Then I, yeah. I have a, I have three contenders in the Pacific. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. I strongly disagree with that. But yeah, I think this is a very middle of the pack division, but yeah, I do think Dallas and Colorado have, can do some damage. Yeah. Like outside of Dallas and Colorado, it's basically all these teams could be lottery teams. Honestly. Like, yeah. <clears throat> um, Nashville and Minnesota, like, they i wouldn't be surprised if they both missed the playoffs yeah me too and like winnipeg sneaks in because they kept hellebuck and he dragged the team there you know something (laughs) like that yeah but um yeah it's it's an interesting interesting division yeah uh can you give us your one to eight yeah one to eight is uh one dallas as cup contender two colorado playoffs and in parentheses because of injuries you know if they stay healthy then i'll take i'll put them as first uh third minnesota playoffs fourth winnipeg fringe five nashville low fringe um six chicago and that's you know with the asterisk if bedard goes off fringe otherwise i'll put him seventh below st louis and then currently seventh uh st louis lottery team eighth arizona lottery team maybe not even exists in a couple years yeah so um yeah i have a similar but like i think the middle of it is all jumbled up because mm-hmm. i think it's it's all just lottery teams right yeah so i have colorado first as the con- only contender I have Dallas as a playoff team. The two fringe teams I have is third Nashville, fourth Minnesota. Okay. And then the rest are all lottery teams. And I have them in the order of Chicago, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could be totally right too. Honestly. Yeah. Like it's a very up in the, up after in the air. Colorado, you put Colorado and Dallas at the top one, two, and then you but, figure out the rest. And then the rest is, um, you might as well roll a dice. Yeah. 
And then Arizona at the bottom. Yeah, I would say. basically. Like, so one, two, and eight are pretty much a lock, in my opinion. The rest yeah. of it is up for grabs. So, yeah, yeah interesting right. division to watch. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this preview. This was a central division. We mm-hmm. got one more division preview to go. Apparently, it's a very controversial one. <laughs> yeah, we'll have that one out next week. So yep. we are glass seats. We are out every week. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Google. We are also on YouTube and Instagram at Spud Network Podcast is the handle. So you can uh, follow along there for this show and all of our other shows. Uh, yeah, we'll see you for the last preview. And after that, it's preseason time. Yes, sir. Catch you next episode. All right. Peace.